Hello, and thank you for joining us on Giving Voice to Depression. I'm Bridget. And I'm Terry. More than 350 million people worldwide suffer from depression, but you do not have to have it yourself to be affected by it. Its prevalence pretty much guarantees that someone you care about battles its darkness. This podcast tries to shine some light into that darkness. We're not experts and we're not therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and who are committed to encouraging healthy, healing conversations about mental illness. Hi, Terry. Hello, Bridget. Today, we're going to talk with a new mother about her experience with postpartum depression. And then next week, we're going to talk to a mother about antipartum, which means actually being depressed during the pregnancy. Intense times, all the, the highest highs and the lowest lows. <sighs> yes. We begin with Lisa. No matter what stage you're at, it seems like everyone else has got it pretty much figured out. I know that they don't, but to watch other people's lives unfold while you're, you're trying to get yours together is just, that's just really hard. And then with that, the pressure to do everything perfectly while feeling and appearing positive about it. When in reality, I'm in my head screaming, this is hard. Lisa is a first time mother from Minneapolis. And she's talking about adjusting to her new role as eight-month-old Madeline's mother. She is the most incredible baby. She has had a happy temperament since the day she was born. She's lively. Yeah. She's lively, curious, eats well, sleeps well, and is like just the brightest spot in my life. Mm. Um, And I thought going into it, that the baby part was going to be the hard part of becoming a mom. And it turns out that it's the me part. The me part for Lisa has included depression and anxiety. I think that I've had two waves. The first was more in the realm of depression. It was in the beginning. It was sort of this dark fog where I feel like I was mourning the loss of of our old life, realizing that this transition was forever And I think I was in a fog and felt like it would never lift. And then it did lift and life felt stable, you know, as we kind of got used to it and hormones regulated, I think. And I got to know my sweet, amazing daughter Mm -hmm. um, and never wanted things to be any different. And then more recently, it's taken on a new wave of anxiety, I think, and I keep trying to define it, right? I always try to do that and say, like, this is why this is happening. Of course. Lisa is convinced one reason it's happening is because of societal pressures and stigma and a reluctance to be real about things that are real. If I were to say out loud to someone that I was experiencing postpartum depression and anxiety, people would worry for Madeline's safety or for having, you know, a mom who's on edge because I think people have a stigma, right? That is postpartum depression means that you want to like hurt your baby or that you want to um, hurt yourself. And ne- while those are definitely real things that happen, the, neither of those things are playing into this for me. It's a totally different level. Um, and so I feel like I can't tell people that this is happening. And of course she feels that way. Because we're barely allowed to say that we didn't enjoy every aspect of the miracle of birth. 
you know, thinking back on the birth, like the stigma behind using drugs, I was induced. So it was um, particularly grueling. And so many women say that it was like the best day of their life. And still, I think back and it's a very scary, dark weekend for me. And I feel guilty about that because it was not the best day of my life. But all of this, like any darkness, would be a little easier to handle and understand and make peace with if we could see and discuss the experience as a shared one. Yeah, when I see other moms, I'm like, can we, I want to shake you and be like, what's going on with you? And how hard is it for you? Not like, oh, like, you know, this is what's, you know, we just got our first tooth. And, you know, like, how are you for real? And hopefully Lisa's honesty will prompt a few people to ask new parents that question and a few new parents to answer it honestly. In the end, it's you and uh, you and your baby. No, no amount of reading or support groups or yoga are going to really change the, the fact that I'm a mom and she's my daughter. It's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful. And are you a really good mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I am. Yay. <laughs> Yeah, so so that's that's my story. <laughs> and it's a story that one in seven mothers of newborns experience. And mm-hmm. no one's talking about it. No. Oh, thanks, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Absolutely. This, I know this was a really good thing to ponder and to talk about. And I, I appreciate so much what you're doing. Well, it's, it definitely stirs things up, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm actually a big proponent of stirring things up. It's not always comfortable, but, you know, it does kind of make you like, gain a little clarity in the process, I think. And I just, totally. you know, uh, by no means am I offering advice except, uh, you know, just love yourself through it. Because the people who act like they know what they're doing are being fake, you know? Nobody yeah. knows what they're doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just applaud those of us who are walking around going like <laughs> and talking about it i do somebody help me exactly and, and somebody yeah. listen to me and somebody love me and somebody else tell me that they're going through it yes yep which is what you're doing thank you and you are too so thank you mm-hmm. oh that's so sweet it was a great conversation. Lisa's honesty and clarity and willingness to just uh, put it out there was inspiring. She's a great lady. It's just all, whether we're talking about pregnancy or whether we're talking about depression itself or whether we're just talking about life, it is all so much easier to deal with when you don't think you're the only one dealing with it. Exactly. And it's pretty easy to do. It doesn't cost anything. It's it's a relief on your own system when you come clean and, and are honest. It's just doable. But I don't it's know so if it's easy doable. because it may, you're being vulnerable and that's not easy for a lot of people. And what if you say to the wrong person, you know, I just hate this. I'm just losing. And they go, oh, what's wrong with you? Or, you know, I don't want my child playing there. I mean, there there are risks. No, you're absolutely right. I didn't mean easy. I meant simple. Yes, yes I agree. I want to uh, point out one thing when I googled postpartum depression uh one of the things that came up is a postnatal depression scale i happen to find this one and we'll put a link for it on postpartumhealthalliance.org and it's a 10 question what do you call it uh 
scale or questionnaire uh, to find out if you have depression, if you think you do. And it's questions like, I've been able to laugh and see the funny side of things. And then this you answer as much as I always could, not quite so much, definitely not so much, not at all. Uh, you know, I felt scared or panicky for no good reason. Things have been getting on top of me, difficulty sleeping, down to the last doozy, of course, which is thoughts of harming myself have occurred. So it's definitely worth taking and just finding out because, again, it's that line that we explored a couple podcasts back, you know, between sad and blue or, hom- or hormonal and depressed. And they have different treatments. They do. And I'm a Pinterest fanatic. And by the way, we do have a Pinterest board called givingvoicetodepression.com if anyone wants to look at that. Um, And a quote that really caught my attention was, postnatal depression is an illness, not a reflection of you as a woman or you as a mother. (laughs) Amen. Having raised two kids myself and looking back on it as an incredibly challenging and sort of uh, endless time for me, at least, um, I would just really like to encourage new mothers to get out in the sun and ask for help. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself because, you know, that old put the oxygen mask on your face first thing. You can't do a good job if you're completely depleted. And at least from my vantage point, it's a completely depleting time. (laughs) So take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves and get some sleep. We hope that our podcasts bring about a little more understanding or help people articulate their experience of depression a little more. And thanks to each and every person who's digging deep and finding the words and finding the courage to give voice to depression. And you can find our podcasts on our website, givingvoicetodepression.com, as well as on iTunes, where we hope you will subscribe, rate, and respectfully comment. And please remember, if you're hurting, speak up. If someone else is hurting, listen up.